Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran? You gotta put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and, and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there, and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh. That's a problem for a cereal, and oh, I, I, I think. Problem. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, plowing headlong into the 5 o'clock hour here on WGR. Thanks for tuning in today. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is on vacation this week. Got Nate Geary in here again today. I'll have sale tomorrow and then Nate for uh, the, the Thursday and Friday shows. Zach Jones along as well as always. We uh, have spent a lot of time on receivers today. Matt Harmon, reception perception. His stock and trade is evaluating every wide receiver in the league and then the guys coming in in, uh, in the draft in a given year. Uh, so that kind of put us on that track. Nate, we talked yesterday a little bit toward the uh, the end of the show about how you hadn't been on really since the postgame uh, following the loss to the Chiefs in the playoffs. And so with that, it sort of strikes me as we're talking about receivers today. Uh, I don't know that I've exactly asked you a direct question about where you're at with Stefan Diggs at this point. Like as a uh, media member, Bill's observer, fan, whatever, and any hat you want to wear, all of them. Uh, where, how, how are you with Diggs right now? I thought he was pretty disappointing in that game, uh, in the, in the final, I mean, just the drop and, um, some of the, like I was listening to you guys on my way back from the stadium back here to do the overtime show and, you know, kind of Mike pointing out that play where he drops the ball and it's, it still is just the this thumb in the index yeah, finger, like yeah, so yeah, close. Yeah. The best receivers are insane divas, all of them. A.J. Brown does this all the time. 
Um, you know, DK Metcalf does this. All the big names. That Justin Jefferson's talking about, yeah, like I'm going to be the highest pay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what they do at quarterback. But, you know, I know I'm getting mine. I mean, these guys are – you talk about how quarterbacks have the, – the conversation and the money has changed about quarterbacks and – you know, even the mid mid level guys are getting paid like the top guys had historically gotten paid. Um, it is to me the wide receiver in the NFL has never been more valuable than it is right now because of a lot of the devaluing of other positions. I think a lot of chips mm-hmm. have sort of gotten in front of these wide receivers, and and I just don't think Stephon Diggs is any different um, than an AJ Brown than um, some of these other receivers that you know. Like, there's that meme like it's the you know the quarterback tweets out something weird and then the wide receiver is always like this weird insightful quote that really has nothing to do with anything uh and that is just how if you've always pl- if you've played football at any any level the wide receivers are always they're built a little different they're built like any they're like hockey goalies you know they're just weird yeah their game revolves around someone else being good enough to get them the ball and that's a you could be really good. Matt Harmon said it. Like you, it's it's easy to point out lack of production at on digs and say, well, he's regressing and he's getting old and he's not as fast as he was or he's not getting open. He's not creating enough separation. He's dropping the ball. But there is no other position really in sports that require competency from another position at the level it takes to be an elite receiver to get you off. Yeah, and and you know I think guys like Jefferson and um, you know the, some of these elite receivers, you know. The grass isn't always greener. And I, Stephon Diggs is a perfect example of that. I think Stephon Diggs has gotten the best out of his career playing with a quarterback like Josh Allen, not Case Keenum. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, am I thrilled about Diggs? Am I stoked about where he is? No, I'd, I, I'd like him to – he's got to show up in the playoffs. He's got to be the guy that he is. Um, and he hasn't been the last two playoff runs. He just has not been good. Enough. Good enough. And, um, you know, getting him some help will, I think, you know, move that along. But I I am not of the mind that Diggs is over the hill and Uh he's on the back end of his career and, you know, he's a diva and he's a locker room cancer. Um, He he gets the same conversation at times that I think a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. gets, um, but there's less of the the other distractions that go along. His only distraction is him not – unequivocally just saying things like, yeah, I love the bills and I will play here until they force me out. Instead, he just says business is business, which is true. Yes. But you know, you could, he does tend to be, he likes to be the victim sometimes I think. Uh And I think he really leans into it and, and is like, Whoa, what are you guys talking about me like this for? I have said nothing that, you know, would suggest that you were coming at me like this, and then you're like, mm, yeah, I mean, you, you have. Yeah. You, yeah, you've well, just done nothing to really... Whether or not he is... What, what I, I, I arrived at this... I'll try this on you. I, I mentioned it, I think, only one time uh, in the last few weeks. It, it feels to me like our, our, the fan base, that ha- the part of the fan base that has prob- a problem with Diggs, um, if, if they have a problem with Diggs, it, it is... 
because when the opportunity to unequivocally express his love and devotion to Josh Allen um, and to the Bills and to Buffalo and to Blue Cheese instead of Ranch and like whatever, like we we want you, I think, to leave us with no doubt that you love it here and that you can't imagine being anywhere else. And you know, I guess, I guess to an extent, I would say we want to be lied to. We want to be patronized. Yeah. We just want you to tell us that it's awesome here, and uh, Bill's Mafia, woo, and jump through a table. And when you don't do that, that's one thing. When you don't do that, and you seem to open the door at least for like you're open to the possibility of going somewhere else. It makes us think, like, do you, do you want to leave now? Is that what you're telling us? Do you want to leave? When in reality, like you said, all he's doing is telling you something that's factually 100% correct. He's not in control of it. He could be. Like, you know, he, yeah. could, he, could, he could get a flamethrower out and start you know, just lighting stuff up, and that might change. But mostly, I think, he just says what is obviously true. They can do whatever they want. And it's so I'm ready for anything. And when you say you're ready for anything, that makes you think of like, what do you? What, well, so what? What? What else are you interested in? Like, what? What are you ready for exactly? You you ready to leave? Do you want to leave? Do you wish that they would make you leave? The whole thing is a very frustrating conversation in the end to me because I just do not think like you're not wasting time. I'm guessing trying to figure out ways the Bills can get better without him on their team. Because I don't think there's a way that they could really do that, short of just absolutely nailing receivers in the first few rounds of the draft and like getting starting caliber players out of college yeah. to show up and just catch 90 balls, which I think is insane to hope for. I mean, it could happen, but it's not very likely. He's also been an insanely reliable player. He doesn't miss football games. He's not injured. He doesn't, you know, the, the me stuff I think sometimes gets a little bit, um, I don't know, over absolutely it gets overdone he he was he not i mean i know the jet the the finger and the and the thumb uh in the kc game after the big drop in the fourth quarter but mostly i saw a entirely supportive good teammate this year publicly anyway yeah right so like the idea that he's some problem um i i would understand him wanting to push back against that because I don't think there's really much evidence of that at all. Um, you know, you got to go back. You, you can go back to examples of from last year, the previous season, the way the game ended against the Bengals and him, you know, kind of you know, gesturing at Josh on the bench and even on the field, a couple plays into the game. That's a different thing. This year, I didn't really see any of that. No, me either. So I think he was also probably on his best behavior this year. I think for, I think a, a number of reasons, but I, you know. I don't know. There's this thing that sometimes I feel like this market in particular, but it's not unique to this market. It's unique. I think it's it has existed a lot of small markets. Is when you are a small market team and you have someone like Von Miller, like Stefan Diggs, like Justin Jefferson, like these larger than life players. There is that little like validate me and tell me you love me mm-hmm. all the time right. publicly. Like Josh Allen does that. And I think maybe that's part of this is people watch Josh go on podcasts and say, the whole purpose of me 
waking up in the morning is so that I can win a Super Bowl for the city of Buffalo. I'm going to play here until the end, until until I can't play football anymore. You have this guy that's the face of your franchise saying these things. So now you just expect everyone to fall in line and say the same mm-hmm. things. And everyone's different, and everyone wants to talk about different things when they get the limelight. But I think. The Von Millers and the and the Stefan Diggs, again, like these larger than life. We're, I would say the Bills really since the 90s era is not used to having guys that demand the spotlight. Mm-hmm. That when the camera's rolling, it's usually pointed at them. And for I mean, 17 years, the best thing we had was Mario Williams. And wow, those contacts, those red contacts are really cool. Like that was what we had. <laughs> like there was nothing... You know, like he came here because he got paid more than any defensive player ever got paid. Yeah. Not because he was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to win a Super Bowl for Buffalo. It was, hey, they were willing to pay me more than anyone. So, and, and also Buddy Nix just, he parked his car outside the gray. Wouldn't let me leave. So, like, that's, it's different now when you have mm-hmm. a number of these yep. figures. And and I think it's just, it's, you're, you've, You've got the quarterback who says everything says everything right is this darling of the city and the savior, and you're like, why aren't you nice to me like he is nice to love me the way he loves me? Right, you know. Yeah, yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number you want to get involved in the conversation. Like Jay here uh, is joining us. Hi, Jay. Thanks for calling. You're on the air here on WGR. Hey, boys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Nate, I was out golfing about two weeks ago on the Saturday when it was really warm. And I tell you, man, it's one of the best golfing experiences mm. I ever had. To be golfing in February, yeah. and I broke 100, and that includes a 9 and a 7 on two easy par 4s. I should have been 91, but shoulda, coulda, woulda. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, <laughs> Thank you so, for the first shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda, <laughs> coulda done this on the first on the golf round course, of the year, yeah. Uh, 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 of, of 2024. Love it, Jay. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I won't even talk about my putting, but that's okay. Um, no, have, please do elaborate. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> The, uh, the Diggs conversation is always an interesting one to me, and I never get sick of it. Um, Nate, you mentioned a great point that I've been thinking about for a long time, and we talk about Diggs and how awesome he seemed in the first half of the season, then what happened in the last half. And I, I thought maybe I was being a little bit weird thinking about this, but I thought the same thing you did, in that they have a position that's so heavily dependent and reliant on another person to do their job well. And we know how well Josh does his job. And if, if, let's say, for example, Josh and Steph had some kind of quabble, right? And Josh decides even subconsciously he doesn't want to throw Steph the ball. I'm not saying that's the case. He could easily make Steph look terrible and make us think, oh, he can't step right or he can't do this. And by all accounts, the others who are way smarter than I am tell us by looking at game film and stuff, Steph does seem to do the things we expect him to do. So at the end of the day, I think – I still love Stephon Diggs as a player. He's my favorite player to watch. He does take care of his body. He does not take the hits like others do. I think he's very smart. With all that said, I still think that with the, with the first-round pick we have, I desperately want them to take a receiver. Because even if Steph, and I'll end here, does get to what we expect him to be next year, we still need that number two or one B player and the Bills need to do that this year. And I say that lastly because even with all of the um, defensive needs they have, McDermott has shown himself at least to be able to do something with mediocre to good players. And we've got to give Josh that opportunity. So that's where I'm at. And I think it's going to be the biggest draft that Bean, I think, has had in his tenure because of the cap and everything else. So I think it's going to be amazing stuff to talk about between now and the end of April. 
Go golf, boys. Excellent. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Getting connected with our fans is brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Um, yeah, they, they 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 need help in the receiver room to get Diggs where we need Diggs to be. Uh, there's no question about that. I mean, it just absolutely needs to happen. Um, and I know they have other needs. I'm very much, though – coming around to I've got this defensive head coach and I know eventually the bottom completely fell out. Uh, you know, Terrell Bernard was apparently one more injury than the bills could stand. Yeah. Um, you know, go, going into that Kansas city game. Um, I'm not you know saying that they would have won the game if he were healthy, but it was a big, it was a big factor, I think. Um, but the reason I make that point is I, I do think I can fill in, uh, my defense other ways than with my premium assets. Um, I think they've done a lot of that. And who knows? Maybe they can find their way. We never really did get after prioritizing the Bills' own free agent list. M- maybe if I if I were making that list, I would want to hang on to Daquan Jones if I could. All right, if I if I can afford. I don't know what 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 is it two years fifteen million or something. It's not it's not going to be huge. I don't think. I don't think he's going to draw big big money. Um, then maybe I can check a box off the list and not have to worry as much about how in the weeds I am on the defensive line. I mean, they just are the so many of those guys are are not under contract. I think I need to make sure I get value out of Diggs. How do I get value out of Diggs? I improve my passing game overall. How do I improve my passing game overall? I get more help. I get more talent on the field. I get someone as a number two who eventually can become a number one and draw attention away right away. I, I this This offense, I think, is crying out for that. I hope that their stylistic shift in the back end of the season here after Brady took over for Ken Dorsey – is personnel related and not like a new mentality. Like, oh, well, we won these close games running the ball and, you know, becoming the the run heaviest team in the league. So let's keep doing that. And maybe conveniently it'll be easier for us to supplement those, that type of offense positionally than it would be to go get enough receivers to make it work. I I don't want to get there. I hope they don't get there. Um, and the way to not get there is to make sure they do the work at receiver and get their, find their way to players that can help them, whether those are bargain bin free agent players to replace Davis or players picked high in the draft. I, I think maybe both are called for. Um, I certainly recognize that if they find their way to a free agent that they think can replace Gabe Davis, that maybe that would lower their need to go get a guy that can get on the field right away. But I still have Josh Allen as my quarterback. And to not max out his best traits, throwing the ball, making plays down the field, just would be stupid. I think there's – to part of this conversation, I think we so we isolate the wide re- the need for a wide receiver in the conversation of wanting to take the focus off of Stephon Diggs, which in I think naturally that conversation goes to deprioritize him in the offense. I don't necessarily think that has to be true, especially at the age of 30, 31 years old. Like it just might be the natural progression as he gets older and you know is less dynamic and less athletic that he will become deprioritized. And if he's being double teamed, 
it makes it even harder for him to be featured. But I keep going back to like 2020 where you had Diggs, Brown, Beasley, Gabe Davis. The next year you had, you know, Davis. Did you still? Emmanuel Sanders Emmanuel replaced Sanders. John Brown. Yeah. Beasley was still here yep. and still pretty good. Yes. And you had guys that were, I mean, Cole Beasley had 100 targets in 2020. Uh, in nine games, John Brown had 52 targets. And in 11, uh, in 16 games, Gabriel Davis had 62 targets. And that was Stephon Diggs' best year, was when there were clearly other players mm-hmm. that this team could rely on. And you simply could not just, you know, hover a safety over Stephon Diggs and say, all right, well, have that guy who can run one route beat us. And it was right. Gabriel Davis was able to supplement whenever John Brown was injured. And then you still had a guy that commanded 100 targets in a season of Cole Beasley. And you didn't even have a running game. So, like, I, I, to me, and that was 127 catches and 1,500 yards with those, with other mm-hmm. players truly helping. I, like, I, to me, if you have a real number two receiver and what we were talking about with Matt Harmon earlier, like, man, I'd loved, I had said that I really liked the idea of the, the kid from uh, New England. Well, now I'm forgetting Born. his, yeah, Kendrick Bourne. It's coming off an ACL, but he, to me, like, is like, sign me up, wide receiver four. Like, bring that, yes. Um, and if you had Bourne, Troy Franklin, and, you know, Shakir and Diggs with Kincaid, and that is the mo- most formidable, I would say, group of wide receivers you've had since Josh Allen's been here. And that is, I think, saying something, considering I, I talk about this 2020 team is a really damn good offense, yeah. um, that they have not been able to replace the Browns and the Beasleys. And and I think you might get there and be a little better and younger and, frankly, versatile one through four, guys that can run all the routes, not just a specialized here and a specialized there. Um, I, I'm not... I am not closing the door. I have not closed the door to Stephon Diggs having another 120 catch, 1300 yard, and 12 yeah. touchdown season this year if they really can well, diversify the offense. What what you're describing just here in the last 30 seconds is exactly how to make that happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm not of the mind. To, like eventually, we're going to need to move on from Diggs, and maybe that's even as soon as next off season. I just don't think financially it's realistic. They need to find a way. They should be motivated to make that work again. And the way to make that work again is to, yes, get more out there that has to be respected. I just don't think they've had I – think, I think Davis is, has been a, as explosive as he could be. I think the Bills sort of fell into a trap there after the four-touchdown game in Kansas City in the playoffs. Like, we've got our wide receiver, too. He caught four touchdowns in a, in a divisional round playoff game. He's got to be on the field all the time. Maybe not. You know, I I think his limitations have sort of come home. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com. 
mintmobile.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. ...to roost as becoming the offense's limitations, or the passing game's limitations anyway. So, um... You know, I, I, I appreciated his video today. Um, I certainly took it as a farewell. Um, I don't know what free agency holds for him, but I, I've been saying for a while, I, I, I don't want to pay him $10 million. Um, and, and I'm pretty confident he's going to find at least that somewhere out there. Uh, I, I just don't have any interest in it. I don't think it's a player that is well-rounded enough to get you where you want to be with the offense that the Bills have. And I still think, too, within all of that, you can still appreciate how much. And, and I think this always this has to be a part of the conversation when you're talking about Gabriel Davis is how much production they got for him. And what's the highest they paid him two million dollars in a season. The return on investment is part of the conversation. And it's yeah. also part of the ongoing conversation with him is if you are getting what you've gotten the last three years out of Gabriel Davis for $15 million, you are in trouble. Yeah. Just, yeah, you, you are in trouble. But if he's a $2 million receiver, you're like, yeah, right. Hell yeah, brother. I mean, he's almost got a thousand yards and you know, yeah, he's got the drops and sometimes some games mm-hmm. he goes away completely. And yes, tremendous blocker. And I'm good with all that for a million and a half, but this, you start to talk about, and, and you know, like, I, I think this is, we're starting to get into the realm of Brandon Bean draft picks that have now gotten to this point. And not every franchise has a general manager that's around long enough to retain the the guys he's drafted. Um, most of them don't, to be quite honest. It's just a turnover league. But I, I think all, not all of the conversation about, about Gabe Davis has to be, you know, the return on investment of what you get. But, like, some of it does. And I think it's the same conversation about someone drafting Brock Bowers in the top 10 because he's going to be the highest paid tight end in football in four years. And is there value to that? I, you know, I mean, we're it almost gave you a heart attack yesterday when you found out how much, uh, you know, uh, the, the bill's second string tight end is making. And like, that's kind of you, the positional value, understanding where you can get the best return on investment. And the bills draft somebody in the first round. That's good. And they draft someone in the third round that ends up being better. You're like, sweet. That guy's making no money and you feel good. Right. And so, 
it's the same conversation people have. It's just not linear about having to win on your quarterback's rookie contract. Well, when you're not on the quarterback's rookie contract, these contracts become that much more valuable. And you look at a guy like Davis and just say, for $15 million that he's going to get in Carolina, that offense, okay, good luck. Peace out. Yeah, good luck, man. Hey, you earned it. 803-0550 is the number. He's Nate Geary in for Mike Shope today. I'm the Bulldog. We'll take more of your calls and keep talking receivers and the offseason as uh, as we uh, just work our way through it. Combine coming up. We're going to have great coverage of that. Sales going. We just uh, confirmed that today. Uh, so we'll have more details on that in the days and weeks ahead. Again, 803-0550 is the number. I'm the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. I think to me... As a three, as like a complimentary receiver, I would love to have a guy like a Gabe Davis who can stretch the field vertically and can win down the field. The problem is when he is lining up as your every down, like number two receiver, there is a limitation there that's hard to get around, especially when teams are trying to take away your number one and Stephon Diggs. And prior to this year where they got a lot out of Kincaid and again, late in the year, they got a lot out of Khalil Shakir, you don't really necessarily have those other threats there as well. It's our guest from earlier today, Matt Harmon, Reception Perception, talking about Gabriel Davis, who, um, you know, not to, I don't think anyone's surprise, uh, seems poised to leave the Bills as an unrestricted free agent. Uh, he said as much. He said he was going to test the market anyway. Um uh, when they cleaned out lockers after they lost in the divisional round to Kansas City. And he posted a lengthy video today with a lot of highlights and highlighting some of his statistical prowess and where he ranks in the league and different metrics and everything. It definitely came across as like a farewell. Uh, you know, th- thank, thanks for everything. I mean, he must he must know. He's, he's got representation. Like, they, they must expect that they're going to find – more money than the bills are willing to pay him um, almost without question. Um, and like, it wouldn't take a lot to get out of a, a comfort zone financially for me with Gabriel Davis. As you met Nate, I thought you made the exact right point talking about the value they've gotten out of him for like the salary they've been paying him, where they drafted him, what they've invested in him. Um, I mean, it's been a, a great pick, but, I wouldn't even want to keep going with him on his current contract. I I, I, agree I think the time ta- the time like if he had another year left, I would still be in here. I was last I want, year. I want something different. Yeah. Yeah. I think the offense is crying out for that. So even at the rate he's at, which he's you know, he's gonna get paid ten times what he's been making, probably, or close to it anyway. Um yeah, ten times is probably an exaggeration. Um I just, I need I need a more well-rounded player. I just need a different skill set out there. Is is where, where I need to be. Just ready for a little change. Yeah, that's it. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number here. Paul is first up this segment. Hi, Paul. Thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hey, um, yeah, I'm looking to move on from Diggs and drop next next year to free up thirty seven million for twenty twenty five and beyond. Okay, you're saying you're saying both players this year or next year? Nope, Diggs this year, Knox next year. Okay. So, what's your yeah, what, what's then, your what's your plan to replace Diggs this year? Okay. Obviously, you guys know how well the Packers did this year with first and second year guys. Uh huh. They got just as far as we did in the playoffs. Uh huh. Okay. So we trade next year's first along with this year's fourth to move up to thirty four. 
So now we use 28, 34, 99, and born. Do you guys, do you, can you guys humor me and yep. give me a projection for those four guys? For, what four guys are we talking about exactly? So, I'm, I'm sorry. Just a hypo- hypothetical. Oh, okay. Like, you, you get to the 34th, you move back up, get to the 34th pick, then you have 28, 34, Kendrick Bourne, and Khalil Shakir as your right, four. Right, right. So because the Packers managed to get by uh, with young receivers, you just feel like it's worth taking oh. a shot on that? You think that could work oh, for the no, – I mean, it could work. I mean, I don't I don't know that you're wrong. It just seems like a, like a, a very no, but, long odds. Can you guess a projection for those four guys? The, the the players that they would pick with those picks? No, the projection. Just that, as far as just if you if you like we we're taking out a sixty three percent catch rate with those four guys we're dropping. It's two hundred and eighty four targets. So obviously those targets go to you know the pre existing guys plus those four. If if you only allocate twenty two hundred yards to those four guys, which I think is pretty reasonable. That that projects us out at five thousand yards for Allen. You the only I think it, it, this is a little bit, Paul, to me anyways, an oversimplification of it, it. To me, it's just it, I think we're just trying to apply math of and just strictly yards to new players and how many players would 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 you would you have to bring in would be required to take over the yards and and it's it's just it's, not it's, that it's easy to me. Four, it's four for four. Right, but taking out four, bring, taking out four guys, bringing in four guys. I, I think that oversimplifies because then, then you could just we could be playing darts, and I could say, uh, okay, hey, I, this guy that I'm going to hit the dartboard on is going to be good for a, about 75 targets, and who, who is that, and what does that look like, and are the 75 targets for Gabriel Davis the same as the 75 targets for Stephon Diggs? They're not. They're dramatically different types of targets, and I think that context is super important in a conversation yeah, like this. I, I, just, I think it's a little oversimplified. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you, thank you. Um, I, I got lost on who the four guys were exactly, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, should you be envious of the Packers receiver room yes. right now? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, would I rather have their receiver room right now than mine? Yes. Do I want to like tactically as a plan, strategically – set out to make that my receiver room N- no i i don't think i don't think i can afford to do that um i'd be i'd be sucking up the money that i was going to pay digs it's going to still be on my books and i have to replace him and replace davis and the rest of it it just seems like too much to do in a contention window um, yeah. Again, the Packers were in a spot where they were, and, and look, th- th- it was a risk. We're going to Jordan Love, and this is our receiver group. And they made it work, and he made it work, and that is absolutely to their credit. A team with Josh Allen as their franchise quarterback in a window of contention still that they are in. Say what you will about their salary cap situation. They'll figure it out, and they'll add players to me cannot be cleaning the slate as aggressively as the caller is suggesting and divesting yourself of digs. I think a better bet, a safer bet, it doesn't have to be right. The caller's idea could be could turn out great, and you'd be financially free of a lot of things, namely the digs contract moving forward. I think you're better off trying to get the value out of the digs contract 
and adding by adding pieces around him, I think that's a safer bet to maintain your competitive level and your level of contention than just sweeping the room clean and expecting to hit on enough guys, enough guys on small contracts, enough rookies to make that work. I mean, I also this is a lot of risk there. It's not as simple as with a salary cap. It's not as simple as saying, well, you cut digs and then you you get a wash and you get four new guys in here and they'll replace all of his you know, production. Because what it is is then you are trading up after releasing digs outright. You're paying digs $20 million on, in dead cap this year, another 12 next year. and Well, then, if it's you wait till June, June yeah. 1st designation, you can space it out. But it's $31 but it, million. Dollars, and then so. you're kicking that can of dead cap just down the road more if you post June 1st it instead of just eating it this year and next year you're now making it a four year but it's smaller numbers whatever I I guess what I'm pointing to here is you know what is this is Tony Kornheiser show I'm Tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about Hmm, I don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the English language pitchers and catchers We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, we could just actually look at it, and that might actually, (laughs) you know, instead of just talking about it. Um, The idea, okay, you post June 1st, Stefan Diggs, right? Uh, you cut him post June first, and that is five million in dead cap this year. Five million, five million, one point three. Actually, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound all that bad. Um, anyways, let's. I, I'm pretend I didn't see that. I, I'm not interested in it. I don't. I'm not interested in the move. Yeah. Regardless of the implied savings, you do get. I mean, you do get. Pretty significant savings. I mean, twenty two this year, twenty one next year, twenty two, twenty one over the. Yeah, I mean, it's it's their savings there. If you want to post June first, you want to get weird and do it. I just think there's not a lot of. I I think it was just to me the conversation we just had there with the caller was oversimplifying mm-hmm. what his targets mean, the value of his targets, how he acquires those targets. Not everybody can walk in. It's a lot to assume you're just going to plug and play people yeah. that are just going to just do that job. I yeah. mean, it's not – we're not building players on Madden. And <laughs> there's something to be said about you walk in in a quarterback and you got to learn about a guy. And you can do that when you're pl- replacing one guy. Right. And you find a way to – you find his role. Like – like um, Dalton Kincaid's role in the first six weeks were dramatically different than they were in the last six weeks. It's not a, hey, he walks in and he's Justin Jefferson in week one. It's those guys, even though they're playing way sooner now and receivers are being drafted higher, they're playing sooner, having a bigger impact sooner. It, in an offense like this, where with Josh Allen, there he is a specific type of style of quarterback, and he might want you to do something you have done dramatically different in college. And in yeah. your, you know, so there's just there is a little bit of a this guy's got to fit into what we're doing right now. And you see, it just takes a little time for these guys. And I, I the idea that you're better off just gutting this thing right now. Um, I, I just I'm I'm not there on one team has done it. Therefore, it, every team can do it. Because if that were true, no one would pay wide receivers. Right. And they do. 
Right. And they're going to. 803-0550 is the number. Thank you uh, for the call. Getting connected with our fans. That's what we call that. Brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. We'll keep going here. 803-0550. Nate Geary in for Mike. I'm the Bulldog. You're listening to WGR. Glad to have you hanging with us here on this Tuesday. I am the Bulldog. Nate Geary sitting in for Mike Shope today. Let's uh, see if we can't squeeze in at least one, maybe two calls. We, we do have a whole other hour to go uh, after uh, we hit the top of the hour update. Paul is first up this segment. Hi, Paul. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, I was just calling, talking about Gabe Davis. Um, you know, I was real high on him a couple years ago, but, you know, obviously with the inconsistency and whatnot, um, you know, we probably need to move on from him. I, I, something I noticed during the season, though, is when he went down with that injury and he was sitting out, it actually opened up our offense a little bit. I mean, we still had problems getting the ball to Diggs, but we it opened things up for Shakir. Uh, Kincaid did real well for us, and it just seemed like the, the offense could breathe a little more, like without him on the field. Now, I'm not sure why that is, but I feel like – and I feel like that last caller, like, get rid of Diggs is crazy. By the way, I think get rid of Diggs is crazy. I think you just need to add another dynamic playmaker to, to the offense, more weapons to open it up to get the ball to Diggs. I just think that it's easy to bracket Diggs and smother him without enough weapons to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, distribute the ball. But, but yeah, I felt like the, the offense actually could breathe better without Davis in the lineup. But it's unfortunate because he really had a lot of potential. And one more thing about Davis, I feel like it's going to be good for him and good for the Bills for him to leave. And I feel like if he goes to the right situation, I think he could be a really good receiver still for someone. And I think that, like, the Bills better watch out one day because he might burn us down the road, too. I, I think he's got that kind of talent. I just don't think it's going to work out here. Okay, Paul, thanks. Uh, I would take that bet. I mean, I, 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 he's going to play. I just don't know that he's going to be – I don't know. I guess I might want to predict that a team that signs him for – it depends on what it is. But if he gets a market rate, $15 million type a year contract, that the buyer is going to regret it is, is what, I, what, I, what I would predict. I don't know about the offense opened up. I mean, they, they were not explosive passing the ball at all. Um, with Davis or without Davis, really the back end of the season, their last explosive passing game really was the Eagles game. Uh, I think, right? Am I, am I forgetting anything? Like everything else was kind of a struggle. Yeah. Um, so Davis or no Davis, like I, I, I think, sure, other guys, Kincaid and Shakir had to be counted on uh, without Davis on the field. Sherfield gave you nothing, uh, and he was really the plug-and-play replacement for Davis. So other guys got the ball, but – I don't think that they were better. I think they were the same sort of stagnant passing game that they had become over the course of this season, and that's where I'm I'm at. I'm all about getting <laughs> stagnant is not where you want to be. Like, let's get this thing back to being explosive and electrifying and dangerous. And I think Diggs still warrants being at the front of that line. I think that just what we've learned here, what teams have probably discovered studying the Bills' offense as as it has been constituted the last three, four years, is that you can take away digs and nothing else, sure, is a guy going to make a play here or there? Yeah, but are they going to just eat on you? Are they going to just, you know, just really just get the jersey up over your head and be landing right after right after right? No, they didn't have the personnel to do that. So they need more personnel. They need more talent, different skill sets, guys that are more technician, getting open and worrisome that the quarterback can count on and trust. 
And I just don't think that I've had enough of that. And Davis is, to me, a key part of why. Um, but I think it's too much to say that they like they could breathe or something offensively uh, once he left the lineup because I don't really see that. All right, well, we got the one call. If you're on hold, hang in there. We'll get to you right after the top of the hour update here. 803-0550 is the number. Along with Nate Geary sitting in for Mike Shope, I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.